Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. And I want to welcome Natasha Colon Ortiz. She is the creator of Paper City Art Kids. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. Yes. Thanks for having me again. So let's talk and follow up with the work that Paper City Art Kids is doing. We got the chance to talk about and know about Paper City Art Kids when basically it was at the point of beginning officially after finishing the Spark classes and getting the support to get started and being involved in different activities. So let's follow up on what has been going on for the past months. Yes. So it's was when I first came here, Paper City Art Kids was at its infancy. I was just getting the support, having my ideas actually play out, had a couple parties, paint parties and so on and so forth. And currently, Uh, it's been a year since I've had my business. Uh, I opened it up on May 2nd, which was my, also my graduating day from the Spark Entrepreneur Program. And then on June 1st, I had my studio open up at Gateway City Arts. And so it's been a full year of uh, planning, promoting, marketing, and uh, just a lot of great positive collaborations with other local businesses. So right now, I would just like to say that I'm coming back to it, uh, putting a lot more effort into it. I was pregnant and I uh, just had my baby boy. So right now I'm using my maternity leave to really focus on Paper City Art Kids, to really make it known to our community and surrounding communities that this is available, it's affordable, it's fun, it's for adults and it's for kids. I might, my main focus is kids, but I've been seeing that a lot of adults are very interested in this. Yeah, so basically I've been planning for summer events, spring events, I just recently did the seventh annual Great Brick Race. That was a really great success. I built a program off of that, which is called Recycled Creations Program, where I take donations of recyclables to create and upcycle crafts. So I do uh, arts and craft sessions for that. And that's my really big community program that I have available. Um, it's very affordable, it's low cost, it's all recyclables, and it's really fun. You can see my pictures on Facebook on that, and uh, that was really great. Um, I've also been working with uh, Holyoke Public Schools for the after-school programs and connections. That was uh, an introduction uh, made to me by uh, Learn in Motion, Hope and Chris, which I still collaborate with them a lot. And uh, they got me into being a facilitator at a couple of schools. I worked at Peck and I worked at Morgan. Created a curriculum uh, for after-school programs for the connections, and I love that. It was great. You know, their ups and downs with the kids of, like, one day it's so nice out, they want to go outside, they don't want to do the arts, but they, they're they so great. They, they all said they would miss me when I left, and uh, they did a lot of arts and crafts. They learned a lot of new things, a lot of vocabulary. They did a lot of crafts and a lot of fun and paints as well, which I kind of snuck that in there with um, with the curriculum. 
But uh, other than that, I focused on um, the connections for during the school year. And now that we're uh, in the summer, what I'm going to be doing is a summer uh, camp for connections during the months of July and August. I'm also going to be having my first uh, trial session, which is really big. I'm really excited about this. It's uh, a summer fun in paint where I'm going to be alternating weeks of painting sessions, somewhat like a sip and paint, but no sipping, but for adults and kids. So it's going to be every Saturday for the months of July and August at the Gateway City Arts, uh, the Judd pa- uh, Paper Judd Hall at Gateway City Arts um, from 1 to 3. And it's alternating weeks. So one week will be a painting for kids to be doing, um, which adults also can join, and then uh, vice versa. It'll be adults, which kids could join, but some of the adult paintings are a little bit of a higher level. So I'm very excited to be starting that. I've gotten the support from uh, Gateway City Arts and the Holic Chamber, Spark, and several other people. So I'm really, really excited about that. And with that being said, my most uh, biggest accomplishment right now is my website. Uh, My website is papercityartkids.com. It is about 95% completed. I need to update just a couple more things, but you can go on there and most of it is active. And just it's just beautiful. I love it. I worked with um, James Patton, and he was amazing um, helping me create this website. You will be able to register uh, register and pay on the website for paint parties and some of the other services that I offer, as well as I'll have a gallery where you can purchase some of my uh, my work as well. So there is a lot going on. There's so much more, but a lot of it, if you add me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and if you visit my website, um, you can get a lot of updates as well. Several points to follow up on this. Number one, Natasha, congratulations on becoming a mom. Thank you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this brings a lot of new ideas and new energy and new inspiration. Definitely, definitely does. I would love to do a, a toddler class. I think that that would be really, really fun. A class for new families or uh, for families to be doing a certain craft where the whole family is included. So yeah, it has definitely sparked up a lot of ideas, having a child. And I mean, I've worked with kids before, but having your own kind of just gives you a little bit of, a, of an edge of more ideas. And then seeing that you have your website, that now you have location where everything is happening. So is to seeing a progression of steps taken to make Pepper City Arcades to grow and to become a solid and steady business? Most definitely. I'm so happy to see that happening. This is, and I'm pretty sure that Tessa and the people in Spark and the Chamber of Commerce will be Exactly feeling that same happiness to see how you are growing up (laughs) and how you got so far doing this beautiful work. So I'm curious, how how did you got to having your space in Gateway City Arts? Um, I got into Gateway City Arts through, well, first... 
I went through the Spark Entrepreneurship Program. And as I said before, um, I collaborate a lot with Learn in Motion and um, Hope and Chris. And Hope happened to be in the class. Uh, we partnered up a lot during class and after class and after graduation, we just kept that connection. And we're still really great friends and uh, just collaborators now. And so we began talking to each other, not having enough of the income and kind of like stability to have our own location. So we spoke to each other saying, hey, we need to find a place. We spoke to the whole Chamber of Commerce and Tessa actually referred us to Gateway City Arts. Um, And it's like the epicenter of like, just like new things happening. Um, And so I thought it was a great location for myself. Um, So, Learn in Motion and Paper City Art Kids was going in it together. And eventually we just ended up kind of separating each other out, but in, in a positive way, because we, I realized that for myself, I would be better off in the art studio section and she would be better off. Um, and they would be better off in the in the office section. And um, and so we, we started off like that. But I, I really did get the idea to get into Gateway City Arts through the chamber and the program. Um, I owe a lot of it to them. It sounds like the perfect space for you to be because exactly the being the hub for many new activities that are related with creation, with art, with community. And also seeing how diversification is taking place and it's more visible, it's more present. It's really comforting to see that you are there now and that you are bringing your work and your ideas. Seeing this growth happening in an organic way is, is really exciting. Yeah, it definitely is. And working with Gateway City Arts has been amazing. Um, they're very understanding. Uh, they really want to help. Um, we've sat down and, ta- and spoken to each other several times with the help of uh, actually Tesla and the Chamber. And they're they're backing me behind this summer fun and paint, which is amazing. It feels so good to be in a place where I'm being supported. Um, they asked me for a lot of marketing and promoting stuff to that they've also put in the website, and so it, it's circulating. And so I'm just really happy that it's all like happening organically, as you said. And then there is another project, something that mm-hmm. is so great. Sometimes. These are the kind of things that we think, why this didn't happen before? Yeah. But then you realize because we needed you to be the one doing it, being involved in this. And it has to do with the volleyball. Oh, yes. The volleyball. Yeah, I'm very pumped about it. If you could see me now, I'm like smiling. It's so exciting. I'm so proud of myself. I know I'm boasting, but like I really am so proud of myself. So the Have a Ball in Holyoke, um, they selected several artists to decorate and paint and design these balls for certain companies, businesses, and even for entry points into Holyoke. And I, I came across this information through a mutual friend on Facebook who was talking about it and actually made a call out to more artists. And I just picked up on it and I was like, hey, listen, I would like to do this. Give me all the information. I'm I'm so down. And she gave me all the information. I contacted a couple of my friends who also joined and it just happened. It Like in a blink of an eye, I contacted Jordan Hart and was like, hey, what's going on? Like, 
I want to do this. And she was like, great, fantastic. And it, it really just happened like that, that, that fast. Um, it took a while for it to all get going, but I was able to design one and a half volleyballs, which sounds kind of funny right now. But I did one all on my own, um, and it's representing my culture, the Puerto Rican culture. And um, that volleyball is going to be um, located at Holy Community College. I'm hoping that it's going to be, from what I know, by the end of June, it, they'll be all displayed, all 20 volleyballs. And there is going to be a couple more volleyballs also. Then I had another volleyball that was actually presented recently. I think it was last week at the Volleyball Hall of Fame, which was a collaboration between me and my best friend, uh, Felicia Maldonado. We came up with the idea and we, we executed it very well. It's a galaxy volleyball with uh, five different flags, five of the top countries that play volleyball and they're ranked on the top five. So that was just something that we were both mutual, like Galaxy out of this world. They're great players, great teams, great countries. So we just kind of went with it. And that was just recently presented in a, in a press conference. And I went there with my family, my son and my my partner, and I was like, what, this, is, this looks so awesome. I can't wait for the rest of them to be displayed. But yeah, it's it's really great. I, I was kind of shocked that Holyoke didn't have this already. Like Springfield has the sneakers, you know, the, the dogs in West Springfield, the planes and Chicopee and so on and so forth. Everybody has something and it just seemed like we were just so behind. And when I saw that, I was like, I have to be a part of it. And so for any other community projects like the electrical box, I would like to be a part of that. If that happens, whatever the case may be for any more community artwork, I would love that. Murals, so on and so forth, I, I would love to be a part of it. But um, I did get asked to do another volleyball. Uh, so starting next week, I will be uh, designing and starting to paint uh, my second volleyball. So I'd have two and a half volleyballs out in our community. Uh, I will be designing the Holyoke Medical Center's volleyball. That is amazing. And when you mention more murals and the electrical boxes, this is the perfect cue to bring this thought out. Mm -hmm. We need more, more public art we do. in our city. We definitely do. I agree. I would love to just turn every corner and see something, some someone's artwork, something beautiful that just inspires you. It brings a smile to your face. You know, it makes your day just seeing something like that. And I feel like just the volleyballs are great. This is a great start. I feel like we could keep it going. Why not? Especially when we're talking about something that is so representative of Holyoke, volleyball. And even further, thinking about your design representing Puerto Rican culture in a volleyball. Because volleyball, it is also part of the Puerto Rican culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the rivalry between Corozal and Naranjito. <laughs> Those volleyball games are epic. Yes. And I will say, yes, of course, basketball, baseball are quite strong and popular yeah. in, in, in the island. But volleyball mm -hmm. is one of the most played games in the whole island yeah. with a strong representation in all Olympics, Pan-American Games. Yeah. Always Puerto Rico has been seen as one of the strongest teams. Exactly. So it is all connected. It is. It's such a tie to one another. And it's, 
I, I loved it. I came up with the design and I was like, this is something that I want to do, represent it. I'm hoping that they would like it and they'll accept the design. And they totally did. And I was like really excited about it. Um, so it's uh, going to be a flamboyant tree on one side and then the Taino sun emblem with the flag on the other with a bunch of clouds. Um, it's, it's a beautiful piece um, represented on a volleyball, which connects both Holyoke and Puerto Rico. The volleyballs, the summer events at the Gateway City Arts, mm-hmm. also the connections, the connections curriculum for summer as well. What else is happening? What else is in your plans? Especially now that the family is bigger. Oh my gosh, now that the family is bigger. I, I'm hoping um, that I can get into other businesses. Um, I work for Gondara right now. I'd really like to take part in my own in my own job uh, some way, somehow. But I would like to make little connections with businesses all around our community, Holyoke, Springfield, Chicopee, um, with after-school programs, if they may be, um, and definitely just bring Paper City art kids out into surrounding communities and let it be known that this is available for the kids, for the adults, um, for the community. Those are my plans. I plan on just promoting and marketing and doing everything I can to get the word out that I am available. This is here. This is now. How do you see thinking about the opportunities of working with kids in the community, thinking about uh, Peck and Morgan? What do you think is the biggest outtake from, from the kids you work with by doing the art activities? And the first thing that came to my mind was self-expression. A lot of them are, I mean, they come from a community, a place where they may not be able to uh, express themselves in whatever way that they feel is appropriate. And I feel like I provide an open environment where there's no judging and they're kids and they should be able to self-express themselves uh, however they want. And I think that art is an outlet for them. um, It may not be for all of them. Uh, there's always going to be that one child, there's a couple children who are like, no, this is not for me. I don't like art. I'd rather do sports. And that's okay because I was an off athlete as well. I played basketball and, and, and I'm an artist, so I understand both aspects of it. But I feel like I'm providing an, a different outlet, uh, an artistic outlet for those who want to express themselves in a different way, don't want to exert that energy through a sport. They can exert their energy through a canvas of some sort. And thinking about also the other possible interactions by creating, creating mm-hmm. with all different type of materials. I was so fascinated seeing the kids working on creating their own small cars at the break wrist. Yeah. Because it was like, Maybe some of them were participating in the brick race itself, but they were making new cars, utilizing yeah. recycled materials. And just to see how simple, how basic, yeah. a basic principle and foundation can unleash so much creativity and so much fun. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that art isn't expensive. It doesn't have to, you don't have to get top of the line quality materials to create art. And that's why I've created the Recycled Creations program, because at the end of the day, if you don't have the bristle paper, you don't have these amazing brushes to paint, you don't have these great pencils to blend and draw, you don't need that. You don't need that. 
the toilet paper roll and construction paper and some glue. And they they had a ball. They made three, four cars, some of them. <laughs> they were enjoying it. And it really is the simplicity of it that it brings fun into creating art. So I feel like with that program, it's great because it's affordable. Um, at, at some point, it's free for some of the, the events that I have. It's recyclable. So, I mean, why isn't it free? So I feel like that that brings a different aspect of art. Art doesn't have to be this mainstream, like, expensive, always has to be, like, a gallery, you know, the high-end stuff. It can be arts and crafts. It can be simple. It can be easy. And accessible. Accessible, because yeah. it appeals to everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of their socioeconomical status. Exactly. Not necessarily associated only with the price tag of the materials or the work, but your understanding of art... Yeah. When we talk about certain standards, if you need to be in certain level of knowledge or education in order to be connected to arts, and that's not true. No, it's not. Not at all. Uh, I mean, that that's why I have the after-school programs as well. I just want to teach the kids, and even some adults don't know this, like the basics of art, you know, and... and how you can create these amazing pieces that are famous now, mm-hmm. but just the basics. They knew it just by knowing the colors, by knowing how to do certain things, and it, it it's not hard. It's easy and it's fun, and that's exactly what I'm after, making art fun. So now people can get to know more and be updated on all the activities happening Yes. Through your new website, papercityartkids.com. Yes, thank you. And all possible projects, ideas, you are always welcome to come back and keep us updated on that. I would love that. Congratulations for the success that Paper City Art Kids is right now, for becoming a mom for having all these beautiful things that you are creating because you are you are making something that is so unique so different from any other type of model in business and you are showing that it is possible yeah. so that's another way to show and inspire people in the community that you can be successful if you believe in your ideas and put all the effort necessary to make it work definitely 100% back that up <laughs> Well, Natasha, thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thank you, Johan. <laughs> so this is Natasha Colon-Ortiz, the mastermind behind Paper City Art Kits. And like we said, all this information about her work is available on the posting of this website, radioplasma.com. And we are just a couple of blocks away from the Gander Art Youth Development Center, where the Plasma Media Studio is located, and Paper City Art Kits at Gateway City Arts. So we are neighbors. Yes, we are. <laughs> so with this, we conclude this session at the Radio Plasma Podcast that has been recorded here at the Gandra Jude Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>